Hello, everyone. Welcome to our show today called NG Ingwen. My name is John Drummond or Yang Haowen. Hello, 大家好，欢迎回到我们西平方的节目 NG Ingwen。我是 Angela。We have a great show for you today with our good friend Lorenzo Perucci, who's known around the Taiwanese community as Lorenzo. 是的，我们今天真的非常幸运的邀请到了常年住在台湾的意大利摄影师 Lorenzo 来到我们的 NG 英文节目哦。那他除了会跟大家分享他的摄影人生以外呢，也会聊聊他一路走来啊学法文、学英文，还有学中文的心路历程。But before we get to the interview with Lorenzo and I, Angela is going to break down some of the cultural differences he spoke about in this episode of NG 英文 particularly about the difference in money and counting. When he was trying to negotiate a contract for Siwan or Shiwan, ooh, it's a tricky one. <laughs> so take it away, Angela, on NG English. 好的，没有问题，就让谢谢你的介绍。那没有错，今天我们就要来跟大家来聊一聊怎么用英文来正确表达数字，尤其是现在过年快到了，红包里面的数字可要讲对哦，长音、短音、多一个零、少一个零都差很多呢。那现在就请大家赶快把 NG cheat sheet 这个 NG 英文专属的笔记小抄准备好，我们要开始喽。那首先呢，在戴维的访谈中啊，大家有听到 Lorenzo 讲到说他有一次在跟客户谈生意，但因为中文数字这个十跟四的发音没有搞清楚，本来摄影费用应该是要跟人家收十万块，但是因为没有念好，对方以为是四万块，让他的收费整个大缩水哦。不过不是只有中文才会让人出这样的错，英文也会呢。像英文十几跟几十的发音，就常常会让人搞混。例如十三是 thirteen， 十四 fourteen， 一路到十九 nineteen， 都是以 teen 长音结尾哦。那二十 twenty， 三十 thirty， 一直到九十 ninety， 都是 t 结尾，比较短一点哦。很多时候明明心里是在呐喊 thirteen， 是在念十三，可是嘴巴就不知道为什么会念成 thirty， 念成三十。特别是如果人家问你今年几岁，啊，你想要表达 thirteen years old， 但却讲成 thirty years old， 或是你明明是 thirty， 是三十，可是讲成 thirteen， 讲成十三岁，就可能会让自己陷入一个尴尬的窘境哦。或是你包红包啊，包了一千六，包这个 sixteen hundred， 但是因为没有念好，讲成 sixty hundred 变成六千哦，不但会产生尴尬到不行的误会，有可能会造成不必要的麻烦哦。那或者有可能出现像 Lorenzo 遇到的状况，假设你某天在卖东西啊，然后你就跟客人说这个是 fifty dollars， 这是五十块，可是没有念好，人家以为你是讲 fifteen dollars， 是讲十五块，那付钱的时候可能就会让双。分觉得说，哎啊，怎么跟刚才讲的价格不一样？所以啊，不管是哪国语言，我们一定要把数字学好，才不会让自己陷入窘境或是吃亏哦。那在进入今天的访谈之前，我们还是来复习一下刚刚的 teen 跟 t 的发音好了。十三到十九的话，我们都是 e 是长音的这个字哦，所以是 thirteen 十三 ，fourteen 十四 ，fifteen 十五 ，sixteen 十六。Seventeen, 十七 eighteen, 十八 nineteen, 十九。好，那接下来我们再来复习几十 t， 发音比较短的结尾。二十 twenty， 三十 thirty， 四十 forty， 五十 fifty， 六十 sixty， 七十 seventy， 八十 eighty， 九十。
哎，没有错，是 ninety。好啦，那希望刚才讲的这些对你的英文学习之路有所帮助。如果有漏掉、没有听到或是写下来的，也不用担心啦，可以上我们的 YouTube 频道，学习你想要听几次就给他听几次。那如果大家都已经准备好了的话，我们就赶快进入今天的访谈内容，听听 Lorenzo 他的分享吧。As always, thank you, Miss Angela Ma, for that wonderful NG English breakdown. It reminds me of a little tongue twister in Chinese. The si 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 si. Ooh, the tones are so important and so beautiful. So thank you for that. Today on the show, we are joined by an Italian photographer, entrepreneur, part-time model, and actor because he's so handsome and so much more. So everyone, please welcome my good friend Lorenzo, my man. Cheers, brother. Cheers, brother. Thank you for、uh, for coming in. So you have been traveling the world. Every time I look at your life via social media, you are in a new country. So where did you just get back from? 访谈开始呢，主持人这样讲到说啊，哇，他每次看 Lorenzo 的 IG， 都觉得他在环游世界，在到处爬爬照哦。那他最近又是从哪里回来了嘞？不过相信大家都知道说，网络社群上面东西啊，我们看看就好。而且 Lorenzo 有讲到说 ，Never trust social media， 不要相信社群媒体。但是嘞，他也想到说，他确实之前人是在海外，因为摄影工作关系，他常常要到各地去取景。那那时候嘞，刚好在巴厘岛完成拍摄工作，后来就去了一趟普拉，去了一趟这个博流，好、哦，在那边休息几天。那我们现在就赶快来听听 Lorenzo 摄影大师分享他的故事吧。呃、uh, ，Well, first of all, never trust social media. Uh, the last place I've been, I think, was in Palau. Palau, yeah. yeah, I was just taking a break because I was shooting in Bali before, which you know I go there quite often, and mostly shooting and traveling, as you see. Yeah, I love that. First of all, don't trust social media. Good, good words of advice right there. I'm gonna have to put that in the advice section later as well. But yeah, man. So you have really developed your photography life and kind of your career over the past ten years. So what is the What is the focus now of 2020 for your work? 接下来我们要来问问 Lorenzo， 他在新的一年在二零二零有没有什么新计划，或是想要更专注在工作的哪方面上嘞 ？Lorenzo 说，其实二零二零年对他来讲是一个很重要的一年呢、哦，因为他是在十年前二零一零年的时候来到台湾的，而且那时候他才刚开始当摄影师。他说他主要的拍摄主题有很多，有时候是 underwater 在水底下进行拍摄，有时候嘞又会去找巴厘岛的别墅。但可能前一天才在拍夜店里面的 party， 所以当他在建立个人网站的时候，其实很难决定他要走的是什么样的风格，或是想要成为哪一种摄影师。因此嘞 ，Lorenzo 他的新年目标是要给自己设一个这个 project， 一个计划哈。什么计划嘞？就是要同整过去他所有的作品，从里面嘞去找每张照片的 connection， 找他们的这个关联性，来帮助他自己定位，找出他的摄影风格。他说他在年底的时候有大概看过了以前拍的照片，发现他拍摄的主要都是在台湾，甚至是亚洲各地里面夜店的场景诶，而且几乎都是夜店里面的人。那每个人都有不一样的故事、不一样的背景啊，有各种不同来到夜店 party 的原因，让 Lorenzo 就决定说，哎，在新的一年他来慢慢回顾、整理这些照片，说不定他未来会出一个 body of work， 一个这个作品集。Well, I mean, 2020 for me is kind of a particular year because it's like 10 years now that I'm here in Taiwan. It's like for me 10 years that I'm a photographer because I 
actually start to be a photographer when I come here in Taiwan. So what I, what is the point about me is like I shoot so many things that you know I can be one day shooting underwater and the day after I'm shooting a, a villa in Bali and then before I was shooting like a club or an event. So when I was trying to do my new website, I was quite at this problem. I don't know which kind of photographer, which kind of project I can put on it. So now because we are this 2020, I tried to come up with the idea of make actually a project, kind of a retrospective of all the work I did. And uh, a years ago, I was uh, at a lake exhibition where there was a manual photographer and asking a suggestion what I should do. And he say, the most important things is like you use your connection to do a personal project that only you can do. And I was started thinking which kind of connection or which kind of project I can do. But then I look back at my last 10 years and I shoot club and event like all over Taiwan, actually all over Asia. And looking back at the picture, not only I noticed the picture that the clients want where the club looks amazing, a lot of girls and good vibes, but I have a huge amount of photos of people at the event. And in a club, as you know, there is a lot of different people, a lot of different story. Every picture is kind of like a, a painting with all these stories. So I'm now trying to take in my time from the work and uh, spending time, go through all this picture, try to put together a body of work. And maybe one day it's going to be an exhibition or a book or something like that. Yeah, beautiful. So that's kind of actually what I wanted to ask you. Do you feel that body of work that you've done over the past 10 years, you could turn it into kind of an exhibit or exhibition or, or a book. And have you thought kind of what direction you want to go with that? 在这段访谈中呢，罗伦斯聊到啊，出一本摄影集或是开摄影展，大概是专业摄影师都会想要做的事吧。尤其是这几年来啊，越来越多人可以当摄影师，很多公司都用便宜的价格来请人家当摄影
brought you some new language. And would you say your English and your Chinese and French maybe and Italian all developed more here in Asia? 如果本身就有在关注我们这位摄影大师 Lorenzo 的听众朋友，你一定知道他很不简单，会四国语言。除了本身的母语意大利文，跟现在我们听到的英文以外嘞，他还会中文跟法文哦。所以接下来主持人要来问问他，身在海外，在亚洲的这些年，有没有让他的外语能力又更上一层楼了嘞？那 Lorenzo 说啊，英文和中文是有进步啦，但是法文跟意大利文就肯定没有，毕竟在亚洲啊，跟这些欧系语言不太有关系。那他待会会分享到说，其实自己蛮幸运的、哦，因为他的爸爸以前要求他学的外语是法文，不是英文，因为他觉得 eventually 最后呢 ，Lorenzo 他自己一定会学英文，所以要他先把法文学起来，不用急着把英文学好。那、啊、结果还真的被他爸爸说中了。当初一开始来台湾的时候，语言中心的同学都忙着在学中文，就他一个为了要 survive 要生存，要跟人家沟通，被迫被 forced 要把英文学起来。而且最后毕竟住在台湾，他也就一起把中文学起来了。Well, I can say that definitely English and Chinese, but for sure not Italian and French have developed here in Taiwan.、Uh, well, I've been quite lucky, I'll say, because.、Um, My father pushed me to study French when I was、uh, back in uh, uh, junior high, and he will say that you will eventually learn English yourself. And that's actually what happened because when I moved in Taiwan, when、um, I was a student in NCCU, most of the other students they were、uh, worried about learning Chinese and learning Mandarin. But my first concern was to learn English because my English was really the book is on the table and open the window. That was the level. <laughs> And which is normal for Italian because if you go to Italy, there is not many people speaking English. So definitely, moving here has forced me to figure out how to speak English just to survive. And then eventually, I had to also get along with the Chinese, which is totally a game changer when you live in this country. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think about now all the contracts you're doing, all the business meetings you're holding to get these new clients. You probably are doing that mostly in Chinese now. 在这段访谈中，我们要来问问 Lorenzo， 在台湾当摄影师，跟客户开会讨论摄影细节啦、费用、合约等等的时候，是不是都是用中文啊？他说，能够用当地语言来沟通，或是在一开始就让对方知道说你听得懂他们在说什么，是很基本的。大家等一下会听到他讲这个字。Absolutely fundamental, 就是非常非常基本的，而且也会有很大的不同。他举例说，像如果要去一个比较盛大的场合拍摄，员工通常几乎都不会说英文，所以背后付钱的那个老板嘞，也就是摄影师的 client， 他的客户，一般就比较不会信任那些不会说当地语言的摄影师。而且再说啦，如果你会讲当地的语言，那些跟你一起拍摄的其他摄影员工也会对你比较友好一点。你也比较可以感受到当地人的热情哦。那在这段最后，主持人就让你也讲到说，好像一般在签了合约、在进行拍摄的时候，客户应该都不会在身边，都是其他摄影团队的员工在和你一起摄影吧。但是 Lorenzo 说，如果真的是这样子就太好了。那些客户其实很多时候都跟得超紧哦，像直升机一样紧紧的跟在身边环绕。那我们话不多说，直接来听听这段精彩的分享吧。There is a huge difference when you're in a meeting and you can speak the language, or just even make it clear from the beginning that you can understand what they're saying. That is a absolutely like fundamental. So 
the point is like when you do a bigger event or like you know a big production what's gonna happen like the staff mostly surely they will not speak english at all so the client will never trust a photographer that cannot speak the language on the staff and even when you work with the staff they're gonna be totally different to you because mm -hmm. it's much warmer much nicer of somebody that you know can talk the language can interact with them yeah i i think that's absolutely right and because you're not once you get the the contract and the deal you're not really working with that person as much you're on the ground you're at the event working with the staff like you're saying yeah, yeah. i wish this is true but many times the client <laughs> really really close to you <laughs> they just hover over yeah, you which exactly. as a creative person i'm sure you absolutely love, love that yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so with all your language knowledge that you have over the years can you share with our listeners here on ng england any tips or advice 接下来我们要来问问罗伦佐他在学了这么多语言之后有没有什么小配博可以跟听众朋友们分享嘞他说他有个孩子他说他有个孩子他说他有个孩子他说他有个孩子他说他有个孩子他说他有个孩子他说他
And then, yeah, giving that commitment. And that's such an important thing, you know, showing the interest in what you're doing with your work and just, you know, being polite. And I think that goes a long way in helping you be as successful as you are because you are such a great guy to be around. So thinking then about all your languages even more, I'd love to ask a question about cultural differences here on the show. Mm -hmm. So do you remember kind of any situations with English or Chinese or Italian that kind of gave you confusion or, or were funny? 在这段访谈里,我们要来问问Lorenzo,他有没有遇过什么样的文化差异,或是在中文啊,英文跟意大利文之间遇过比较有趣的状况嘞。他说他有一次在跟客户开会啊,他已经差不多在closing the没想到课文却很开心，觉得OK，OK，没问题，没问题，让Lorenzo觉得有点奇怪，满意外的。整个过程就很顺利，这样子。一直到后来啊，拍摄结束，事情都忙完了，要收钱了。结果客户只付了四万块，让他傻眼，还以为是付定金这个deposit，是这样子吗？最后才知道说，原来当时客户以为他说的是四万块，不是十万块。罗仁
但是今天比较特别，既然 Lorenzo 有个女儿，我们就要来问问她有没有什么建议会想要给在学外国语言的女儿嘞。她说，就像当初她的爸爸给她的建议一样，学越多语言越好。她说，因为从她在各国工作、跟不同团队合作的经验里面发现呢、啊，不管你在团队里面的地位、你的职位是什么，如果你会多国语言，可以跟不同国家的人沟通、传达讯息，那你才是最重要的。Well, I think she for sure gonna have an easier life with me because she's already bilingual for sure. But、um, I will like to do what my father did for me was the idea to study French because eventually English I will learn. So the point is just just to learn as much language as possible. It's just like something that every day make a incredible difference. I work in many different country. And in many countries, I cannot speak the language. And if there is one guy that is in the group that can speak the language, even if it's not the most important one in the group, at the end during the shooting, is the one that gonna have the extra gear because he's the one that get the things done. Wow, that's actually really important. So you're saying kind of it could be an intern or could be a young staff member, but if they speak multiple languages, the they, they get、can. all the respect.、Yeah. That's absolutely great advice, man. I really, I really appreciate you sharing that. All right, dude. Well, I really hope people can、uh, actually go find your website and some of your social media because your photos are breathtaking.、Um, so, can you share a little bit, maybe where people can find your photos? Well, there's good luck with that because it's my name, so it's Lorenzo <laughs> Pierucci. Lorenzo Pierucci. It's not like that, but okay. Okay, you know me. I always try to roll the R's way too much. Uh, but yeah, you can look for Lorenzo Pierucci both in Instagram and there's also my website. Perfect. Let's. How do we spell Pierucci? Oh, it's gonna be difficult.、Uh, P i r u c c i. P i r u c c i.、Yeah. I don't、Lorenzo. think there are many Taiwan of Pierucci, so yeah, true. If you just search Lorenzo P, you might you might find it. Ah,、uh, probably, I guess. Yeah. Thank you so much, and happy New Year to you, dude. Hey, good, you to, too, man. good to see you back in the country. Well, let's hope to meet more.、Okay. Yeah, I know we've got some surfing, surfing photos. Yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. I'll talk to you next time. All right. Much、cheers. love. Alrighty, that is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram or Facebook. You can search NG Ingwen, or you can search NG English I C R T. And make sure to tune in each week, Wednesday morning from six thirty to seven, and Wednesday night from nine to nine thirty. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. 好，那我们今天新平方的节目 NG 英文就到这边告一段落啦。感谢大家的收听，别忘了到 IG 搜寻我们的粉丝专业 NG 底线 English 在底线 I C R T。那大家也要记得每周三早上六点半到七点，或是晚上九点到九点半，把广播调到 I C R T 频道 FM 一百，准时收听我们节目哦。那也欢迎大家上网搜寻新平方的攻其不备课程，或者是呢到我们新平方的官网。多读读一些有关 NG 英文的专栏文章，看看在 NG 英文里面的专栏有没有哪些是大家可以吸收学起来的一些小 p e o p l e 哦。我们下次见了，拜拜。